it's your girl Portia back with the girl mind your business podcast and today I have one of my babies my bestie and her name is Shanta and I am sure you all have seen her before or have heard of her she has the bookstore books and crannies um and this is um one of my closest friends, so I am excited. I feel like I'm sitting here with a famous person. Yes, yes, yes. You I don't know why you're doing this. <laughs> because she hates it, that's why. And she doesn't get enough glory for all of her accomplishments. As you may have seen her, she was also featured on Good Morning America not too long ago. But I wanted to bring her on um, one, two, give her her flowers because I am very proud of her. I'm very Thank proud you. of her um, journey. I kind of been able to see it from the start Ooh, to now her like being a viral, what, Twitter yeah. um, sensation or whatever you want to call it. Like she's doing big things now. So I, I feel honored to have been there from the start Don't cry. to now. Don't cry. Stop. Yes, but I just wanted to um, kind of bring her on and to talk about um, just how you got started. Give us a little background of how, how the book started, you know, where the idea came from, how you got started, and to now, like, big time, big show, <sighs> big dog. <laughs> so when I first started, it was 2016, and... Um, I was, I had just quit my job for City of Danville, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm not working for the city no more. Like, I was just over it, over the process, over having to dress a certain way, wear my hair a certain way, um, and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job. I didn't have a plan when I quit that job. Oh, thank <laughs> But um, <laughs> my plan was to go into, like, writing, doing business plans and stuff that, like that for people, and... So, at the beginning of 2016, um, I had found out about a grant program that was starting with the Martinsville Chamber. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, let me try to see if I can get in on this and and open a business. And, of course, I've always loved books, always been a reader, a nerd. (laughs) Always, always. I've known her since, whoo, probably (laughs) elementary, middle school. Um, so I always been a reader and we hadn't had a bookstore since like 20, 2009, 2010, something like that. Um, so I'm like, you know what, we need a bookstore. Like I want to be able to go into a bookstore and shop like I used to. So I applied for the program, um, and I already had a background in professional writing. So I knew how Mm -hmm. to write a business plan and the whole nine. Um, not too scared of public speaking. So mm-hmm. we had to do a pitch at the end of the program in front of judges. So I was like, okay, I can do this. What was the name of the program again? Um, Startup Martinsville. Startup Martinsville, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's still going on too. Like they still do it every year. So if you got a business idea, apply for the Startup Martinsville program. Um, but so I went into the program and on the first day when I told them I wanted to open a bookstore, everybody was so excited. Like they were like, Oh, we have to make this happen. Like we whatever we can do to help you, we're here. So, um, I went through the program. It was ten weeks I think and um I ended up being one of the highest recipients for that year. And I think it's only it was like six of us that won. It might be only two or three of us mm-hmm. that's still in business now. Okay. Um That says a lot. 
Yeah, it's, for sure. Not easy running a business. Oh, I know. Especially not in Martinsville. But. I know, I know. But you, which I think too, listening to you when you were saying that um, everybody was like, yes, 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 we got to make this happen. It seems like you were meeting a need yeah. for the community. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was the huge. main thing. Like, you have to meet a need. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see so many people like going into the same businesses now, and it's like, you got to meet a need. Right. And as, as that is that is crucial. You got to know what's needed. Um, yeah. And that probably could take you a lot farther than, you know, just hopping on board with right. whatever you see is popping. Exactly. Because I feel like a lot of people do that a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, they ain't knocking nothing. Let, let's be clear. We ain't knocking. But not too many people trying to open a book. Nobody. Store. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. nobody's meeting a need. We're hopping on. I think sometimes people hop on whatever they see pop fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and not really because if you see it work for other people then it's like oh okay well if they can do it then i, I know can i do can do it, it and that is like listen. but then it's kind of like a watered down market absolutely yeah. for sure okay but um so i my grand opening went great um everything went great the first couple of months and then after the holidays it's like shut down nobody's buying retail items nobody's shopping and like even though now uptown is growing back then i started when it was like no businesses uptown. i remember even when i came up here <laughs> this weekend i was like i didn't know that business was mm-hmm. there. i didn't know that business so hold on where did they get this from like wait a minute where i been and it yeah. grew like that mm-hmm. so over the last five years it's grown a lot and they starting to fix up the buildings and stuff. But when mm-hmm. I started, it was yeah, like, there's even nobody like uptown. Town. Like, people were like, oh, I don't even come uptown. It's nothing there. I'm like, well, I'm here. Like, yeah. come see me. But um, so since then, uptown has grown a lot. But back then, it was just, like, dead. Right. So I was struggling to even, like, make enough to um, get new inventory in or to um, – pay for my overhead and stuff so but I did really good because when I won the grant program I paid for my inventory um out of pocket and Mm -hmm. I used the grant money to pay up overhead Overhead. for like the first two years right so I didn't have to worry about like the rent and the the, um light bill stuff like that I think it's so important though to have a not only a business plan (laughs) but a financial plan yeah um because when you don't have those finances in order you don't have that revenue or that emergency fund Mm -hmm. like it's easy for you to kind of go out of business fast or you know not you I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure so kudos to you for putting that financial plan in place I mean, it was necessary, yeah. but that was one of the perks of taking the class that I took because they taught you all of that stuff mm-hmm. in the class. And that's why I say, like, people always ask me, so um, how do how if you have any tips for me to start a business, take a class, like a one of the grant programs, or even if it's just a business class to teach you how to write your business plan and to, um, to work out your financials. Right. That's important. Absolutely. I'm big on budgeting and finances and, and making you know, sure the opposite. Money. Look, and making sure that money adding up, baby. Look, Portia always <laughs> been on top of her finances. Always. Me, like, I had to learn it. And it, yes, but it's even so now, important. I feel kind of impulsive with my spending. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> once you get it, you get it. You know, you continue to grow with it. But, you know, that, that piece is, you got in the business. That's the main thing. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. personal, we all can probably be a little, because I like to spend. Too. Definitely. But when when it comes to business, you know, that's where your money coming from. So exactly. You if you're it. not putting your money back into your business, it's never going to grow. And right. I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have. It's like, oh, if you have a successful business, then you're just rich. 
no, baby. That man got to go back into the business. Yes. Like, I have to keep getting inventory. The rent don't stop. The the light bills don't stop. The internet, the credit card fees, all of that come every month, just like your regular, regular living bills, expenses. Exactly. So on top of your regular living expenses, you have your business expenses. So if you're not budgeting your money and planning accordingly, even if you have a successful business, it could quickly girl go listen, left by not managing your finances you properly. Ma- listen, tell me about it. I've seen it all too well, uh, especially in my field with mental health. Um, it's there, mental health um, is a very lucrative. Like you can make a lot of money. Yeah, in that field, but. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many owners who don't know how to manage that money. I'm like, hold on, this is a million dollar business. What? What? What are you doing? Why? 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 What's going on? You know, so it's always that piece um, to manage your money. Yeah. Or, or as I like to say, mind your money. Okay. Um, so let me ask you a question. During that time where you felt like, okay, you know, we all have it when we have those downward spirals or business is not taking off as fast Girl. or. Not as going like, did that play a part on your mental health? Um, like, did you doubt yourself? Like, what are some things that you dealt with? Because I think those components, um, even when I've seen some downward spirals, spirals in my business, mm-hmm. like that played a piece of my um, how I felt about my myself yeah. or my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of felt like you know had those moments of. I'm failing myself. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like we can get hard on ourselves. And sometimes if you're not able to pull yourself out or if you don't see a change fast, yeah. um, it can take us in a place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that place, if you're not able to come up out of it, it can take your business to a place too. Yes. So tell me, how did that play a part and how did you overcome or how did you sustain through it? So I've always been one of those people who kind of associate my worth by my accomplishments. Mm. So... Like, of course, you know, all of these people are kind of hyping me up or whatever because I have this, this business. and But it's like, a lot of people don't read. So you got to read for my business to be able to sustain itself. <laughs> Absolutely. And mind you, Martinsville is not the richest city in the world. Right, like, absolutely. it's the economy here is kind of kind of bad. So people wasn't spending extra money on books, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really took a toll on my mental health. And I'm like, girl, why did you open a bookstore? Like, so you, you might have thought it was a good idea, but did you really think about the people that you were trying to serve and mm-hmm. the community that you're trying to serve? And it's just like, it really took a toll on my mental health. And I'm just questioning, did I make the right decision? Like, I went back and forth. So many times about going back to work. I even applied to my old job and was gonna. Oh. I went to the interview. Oh, I don't even think I knew that. I didn't tell oh anybody. My God. Oh I went my to the God. interview and my old boss was like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Cause um, like I need some more money." Right. And he was like, "But how are you gonna run your business and come back to work here?" And I was like, "I'm gonna figure that out. I just need some more money." But then I thought about it, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you left this job for a reason. I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. Granted, it's um, solid money, and, you know, I would have guaranteed income every month, but that's not what I want to do. I think a lot of people get stuck in that, though. Yeah. Like that 9 to 5. And listen, we're not knocking a 9 to 5, but it's not for everybody. It's not for me. It's not for me. But I feel like when I was in that position and trying to take that leap of faith to go to um, entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. it was that consistency. It was that... Um, it was that steady money. It yep. was that that piece for me that like kind of stopped me from like jumping out on faith so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad I made the the leap, but I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that you know 
Definitely. And yes. then, um, two, I had Marley two yeah. years into opening my business. So on top of like income not being what I expected it to be or even what I needed it to be, like I'm bringing my infant to work every day right. for the first two and a half years yeah. after she was born. So um, it was a struggle. Like my mental health was non-existent yeah um that's really what kind of drove me to going to therapy because I didn't I couldn't function anymore like I was just so stuck in survival mode and trying to figure out how I was going to make everything work for myself right that my mind was just stuck in survival and I didn't I wasn't taking time for me I wasn't sitting like doing yeah doing stuff to take care of myself internally not even physically um Mm -hmm. so it was it was a struggle and this went on for like the first four years yeah. of me opening my business. And then, of course, the pandemic started. Yes. So now I'm just like, okay, when the, at the start of the pandemic, I'm like, I quit. <laughs> I quit. Yeah, like, I I'm going to have to go back to work because, you know, the government has the shut pan- down businesses. The pandemic was very scary for a lot Internally. Of so it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I can't even have customers in my store. But on the flip side, people were home, so mm-hmm. they were reading more. People were getting checked from unemployment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm going to sit at home. You know, a lot of people picked up more books then. Um, so I started to see kind of a shift for the better during the mm-hmm. pandemic. I was like, okay, so let me let me just hold out and see what's, what's going to happen with this. Um, and so I switched over, like, to curbside pickup. Like, I just had to adjust everything from the pandemic and so before the pandemic even started i had set up a website to sell books online and so the way my website is set up um any books that i can order from the warehouse that i order from Mm -hmm. i can ship those directly from my website if you order online so i started online sales in 2018 and i was paying more for the online service than i was getting for in my orders online so for a long time i'm like i can't make this make sense either like i'm Mm -hmm. losing money by doing online sales and it's the numbers aren't aren't adding up but when the pandemic started i was like this was good for Mm -hmm. me to already have this in place because right you know people started getting um putting their online orders and having curbside pickup or having me ship um ship things to them and then so in June of 2020, I had a tweet that went viral, um, and this was the day after the George Floyd video was released. Mm-hmm. And I was just so frustrated. I don't even know if I realized that I was sending it from my business account. I really thought it was my personal. Oh wow! Yeah, but I had um, really. <laughs> I had tweeted about how like I had been hesitant to state that I was a black-owned business because we live in Southern rural Virginia. Like right. majority of my customers are white, white people, people. Mm-hmm. and so. I didn't want to have that negative vibe or whatever from certain people that I was like anti-white or whatever right. because I was being pro-black, which mm-hmm. is never the case. Right. Like, but you know, it's just a, a common misconception. So I had tweeted about how hesitant I had been to state that I was a black-owned business, and you know, I wasn't going to hold that back no more. Like, we're here. Right. <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm about to let everybody know this is a black woman-owned business. And so the tweet ended up getting like over 300,000 likes and then over 40,000 retweets. And from that day forward, June 2nd, 2020, (laughs) it was up. 
Like, I spent the entire summer of 2020 in front of my computer. Oh, I remember. Literally. I remember. In front of my computer at my house, filling all my orders. I'm I'm online. I'm I'm online. I'm online. I'm I'm working. working. Um, And so, so many of those customers, because, like, all I cared about was meeting these orders. Like, literally, I was getting three, four hours of sleep at night. Right. Marley on my lap at the computer. I'm doing the work. But I was just adamant about maintaining these these customers and getting a customer retention. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if my customer service is A1, I'm getting these orders out, they're going to come back. Right. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So even now, I have, like, so many customers from 2020 who still order their books solely from me. Right. Um, and then we had, like, all these lists coming out about black-owned bookstores that you could shop from because this was a time that people were trying to educate themselves about mm-hmm. black history and... Um, racism Mm -hmm. and so it was just it was crazy Um, even to this day like I'm I have to kind of I'm in therapy now so (laughs) I have to my therapist has to remind me that like I'm worthy of this Mm -hmm. and I did the work to get here because I'm like I did this off of a tweet that went viral and I didn't even mean for the tweet to go viral she's like girl like it's it's supposed to happen like Amy, cut y'all. Do y'all feel like you're suffering from imposter syndrome? Yes, that's, all the that's time. real. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurial stuff. Tell me about that. Um, like I said, it's just kind of hard to accept that. Like, first, I don't like attention. Yes, I do. <laughs> so when people like kind of give me praise, it like makes me like just shy away. I, uh-huh. It's just I don't know. I feel like I don't really deserve it. But um, that's something that I'm working with, like mm-hmm. to really tap into knowing that I put the work in for my business and this is something that I really wanted to do and something that I enjoy doing and I'm passionate about and I think that reads with other people that mm-hmm. you know I really care about the work that I'm doing not just about the making money but I really care yeah, about spreading literature about right. <laughs> and the love for literacy to to our community and especially to the kids so um but I still definitely struggle with imposter syndrome it's yeah. like I don't know if I deserve this. Yes, yes. Look, imposter syndrome, I feel like it hits home way too often with business owners. Um, and, you know, it, the biggest key for that is to stay in front of it. Because mm-hmm. um, even when I've struggled with it, um, I've always had to kind of stay in front of it and, you know, use those affirmations like I am deserving. Mm-hmm. Like, I did the work. I damn well deserve right. everything that's coming my way. Right. Like, I'm going to take all of this, yeah. you know. Um, because I think sometimes even for myself, like I caught myself almost Mm self-sabotaging because I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I'm like, hold on now, bring it back Portia, because you about to quit everything just because you don't feel a certain way about the, 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 um, leveling up piece, you know, when you leveling up, you got to take another attitude, Mm -hmm. you know, it's attitudes, you got to. And I think part of the imposter syndrome comes from, we don't know everything, but when you run in a business, you feel like you should know everything about everything. And it's just not possible. You learn constantly as you, as you go and you grow. Right. So that imposter syndrome is like, especially when people start like praising you and stuff for the work that you do. And it's like, girl, I don't know what I'm doing. We're just winging it over here. Like I just go day by day. Every day. I don't have a clue about what I'm doing. I'm just learning as right. I go but the key is to just keep going and to keep pushing yourself teach yourself something right, new every saying, day. keep learning keep yeah. being a student because I, I just feel like the pandemic like 
even looking in business when you think you have it all figured out and then here come the pandemic and shaking shit up like every time who told you to come through here and mess up stuff when i had it flowing right you know now i gotta figure out another system i gotta pivot i gotta see you know make some stuff shake other places um so i just think that's key always being able to learn always being able to, to pivot and you know accept your flowers even to this day like with the pandemic I'm in the back of my mind like, okay, what's next? Because something else is going to come. Like, I mean, we're still dealing with shipping delays with the post office, with UPS, mm-hmm. and um, just shortages of paper. Like, I sell books. We need paper. Right. We can't be affording shortages out here. So Listen. my mind is constantly trying to figure out, okay, so if this happens, then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So like you said, you got to really stay ahead of it. Yeah, and I think that's a good mindset to have because I feel like when you're always aware that thing, like when life happens, it you don't let life happen to you. Yeah. Like it's don't get too far ahead of um you know, the things that you don't have control over, but being aware that they may come and that you have a plan mm-hmm. in place for it. Because I feel like, you know, being your friend and seeing the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. I feel like you've seen the um the the downward spirals all the way up until now the overflow. Yeah. And to be honest, it seems like you're dealing with the same emotions. With some like change. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, okay, now I'm in the overflow. Now yeah. I'm still you know Honestly the overflow is more stressful it than the Because it, it, it it's like, all right, well if we didn't if it didn't work, I can go back to work. But now it's like I didn't came too far to just, just be going back to work. So we you gotta keep making this work. You don't have an yeah. option. And then um I feel like, you know, the famous saying to whom much is given, much is required. <laughs> you know, so when that overflow, everybody wants it mm-hmm. until they get it. Yeah, I feel like that. That's where we and, and make no mistake about it. We love being it's successful. It's like it's a blessing, but I feel like um, if you're not prepared for it, it can also have the same yeah. effect on your mental health as you know not making enough money, making like getting into the spot. Like you said, getting into the spotlight and carrying the business and making sure I do everything right mm-hmm. and you know you got people counting on you because you hired employees yep. now so I know for me that that was a big thing when we had Harrison and social I'm like okay now I got my family but now somebody else's family mm-hmm. is depending on me and we're growing but how do I sustain this growth when you hired your employees did you struggle with letting go and delegating tasks yes so that is the biggest <laughs> you already know we kind of talk about that a little bit but 2021 I did like 90% of everything and my biggest issue was that I this is and this is let me tell you this is don't do this in business uh, if you can delegate delegate um I, I don't have to pay nobody to do this because I can do it my, myself. Like, that was the biggest, like, I'm gonna lie. I'm going to save this money. And you're and right. And save this money and I'm going to do it myself. And then you realize that because you're working so much, you're not making any money. The money ain't even making sense no more mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, now I'm working dime for dime because I'm working around the clock. When reality, I could just give a little piece of this money to somebody else mm-hmm. and have up some free time. <laughs> so, listen, I didn't get that until like November of last year Same. and I'm like okay I really need to hire some people I don't even care if I can do this myself but I feel like you know understanding your peace of mind is priceless Yeah, like I feel like as soon as I delegated I began to breathe mm-hmm. and I think for me the hardest part of delegating is because I kept saying 
nobody ain't gonna know how to do it the right way. Like, they're not gonna do it like me. That was always my excuse. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, so, you know, that was the biggest piece for me is absolutely delegating, hiring employees to do my job. Mm -hmm. And, but now it's just like, I feel like when, even when I talk to business owners and doing coaching, I'm like, that delegation piece is so necessary because you know what your vision is for your business, right? And so you know that this business would never supposed to be just this. Right. It's supposed to be bigger. But if you still got your hands in everything, how do you grow the business? <laughs> and ever since I've taken my hands out of the day-to-day -day operations, mm -hmm. like I've expanded Harrison Associates on another level. Mm -hmm. We're working on accreditation status. So, you know, but I couldn't have done it if I kept having my hands in, like, the nitty-gritty stuff. Because when do you have time when for the you stuff, have, the aspects that actually help your business Help grow. your business grow. You don't. Like, and then you, when you are when you have your hands in so much, you can't see anything. Because mm -hmm. I didn't see a lot of systems that were not working because I was working them myself. Yep. But I, I'm going to be honest, this is another thing is that I didn't scale up. Mm -hmm. Like when I started, when we started Harrison Associates, me and my husband thought it was just going to be me and him. Mm -hmm. We didn't prepare for growth. Yeah. And so when it was time to hire people, I was like, Shh, I don't even know what to give them. Like, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. I didn't have that in place because I didn't know I was going to even be thinking about hiring people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, divine time, you know, sometimes you can't control the growth and right. the overflow. And when it happens... I feel like it is really important um, for you to be mentally prepared because I feel like we kind of was in the same boat when you said old flow. I was like, and for me, I'm like, wait, stop. I wasn't ready. Like, hold yeah. on, just wait. And I was like, no, the clients is coming in. The workers is asking to work. Like, I'm like, okay, this is a lot. Mm -hmm. So I definitely get it. I definitely get it. But my advice um, for, you know, business even when you're starting out small, just prepare to scale up. Because yeah. you just never do know. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that was one of my downfalls for Harrison Associates that I just really thought that I, me and my husband was going to be doing it all alone. You know what the funniest thing is? So when the store went viral and I was like really at my peak, that was the worst time in my life. Uh-huh. Girl, the worst. You might be making money, but... So drained. And I had lost the passion because I was literally just at the computer yep. filling online but orders. That is and I'm like... I want to get back to interacting with people and talking about books. And enjoying what you started because that mm -hmm. is the conversation I had with my husband. I said, I love doing this when I was doing it, you know, running other people's companies. Why I can't find that passion. And he, you know, he would remind me, he's like, because you're doing everything right. and you need to stop doing everything. You ain't superwoman. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. I kind of um, am, but well, I don't have to be. We don't have to be. <laughs> exactly. But I get it. That was, you know, that was our best. 2021 was our best financial year. Mm -hmm. But it was the top. Like, when I tell you, child, I feel like I went through so much in 2021. Like, emotional roller coasters, family, business, everything. I mean, it was a hell of a year, but, Literally. you know. It, it took a toll on my mental health. And sometimes um, I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm very thankful. But do I think it's always worth the exchange? Sometimes it's like, well, I'll just go back to being basic. <laughs> <laughs> I can just go back to, you know, just scratching the surface so I can have peace of mind. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can have it all. Yeah. 
You know, it's, it's all about really delegating. It's easy to stay in your comfort zone. It is. And that's why I'm saying, like, I, I, I don't want to go back to a comfort zone. But understanding that we can have it all if we do it the right way. Yeah. Finding that balance, delegating. Because mm-hmm. now I'm making the money, but I ain't stressed. Like, right. I just call, make one phone call. I need X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I'm out now overseeing the company and now tapping into mm-hmm. the other passions that I have. So I'm like... You know, don't think that, you know, if you get to that point that we were at and, you know, we're not saying money. We we like the monies, okay? Money. But, <laughs> you know, that's what I felt like when we were, when I was in the moment of making money and being stressed out. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm just ready to give up all of this. Yeah. And my husband said, that, that ain't an option. <laughs> <laughs> you can quit because I'm queen of quitting a job, like, in a heartbeat. Five, mm-mm, it's two, mm-mm. I'm done. He was like, oh, no, you can't quit this, you know. <laughs> but that's how I felt. Like, I was like, I don't care how much money we're making. I'm done. He was like, no, nah, that's not going to work. But just understand that you can have the money and the peace of mind. Yeah. It's just a way of doing things, like delegating, like you said, hiring employees. All of those things are essential to growing a business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so cliche, but there is no I in team. I mean, you you cannot do this alone. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't see it. Right. You know, especially I mean, the businesses that we some, have. I mean, everybody gets caught up in the positive side, like you said, but they don't realize that it's so so much hardship that comes with running and maintaining a business. I mean, even now, like I have employees, but I'm still like learning to give them more tasks to do, and so I can make time for myself. And then sometimes. I don't even lie. I just have days where I just completely shut down because mm-hmm. it's like I don't have nothing to give today. Right. Like I've been giving myself for a really long time, right. and then today just not one of them days that I can do anything, and I have to be okay with this. I was about to say, and Gary, those are the best days. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes those are, you know, some people take those days on vacation, some people take them at their house, but I think they're necessary. Yeah. Like, but I feel like as Black women. We have not been given the pass to take time, no. like, that's not productive. Right. Like, I feel like um, growing up, like, I've seen my mama work very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Like, she, you know, super one. And still to this day, I'm like, really making me look bad out here in these streets. Because you're still <laughs> going, like, even, <laughs> this is so funny. But, like, she'll go to work. And then after work, she'll go out, go to the grocery store, um, Get medicine. It's like, I'm like, mom, I said, <laughs> you can do all three of those things in one day. Because I can't. Yeah, I was like, how do you, after I'm, you get off of work, have the energy to go I can, to the, I, can't. I, I, I can do a grocery store, like, that's a one day activity. Yeah. Like, this is too much stimulation Actually, for me. since the pandemic, um, grocery pickup. Yeah, if I would have had a successful grocery pickup, I would have, you know, I'm in the country and they, you know, it's just not good. But, um. Yeah, but it, the grocery store, that's that's one activity. Working, that's another activity. I cannot put those two things mm-hmm. in one day. So I feel like growing up, I've seen that strong woman mentality mm-hmm. and that hard-working mentality and, and, and taking it into, you know, we grew up like that, so we implemented it. Yeah. And now the way of the world is, girl, get some rest. Yeah. What? Get some what? We and can do know, that? With me, like, being raised by Gandhi, it was opposite because she was retired and stayed at home. Oh, yeah. But her house was thick and span Spick and span. every day, all day. Like, she just cleaned and that was it. And, like, cooked every day. And I'm like, I find myself being hard on me because it's like, 
My house is not in order all the time. Uh-huh. Right. I honestly don't have it in me to cook when I get home. And so I'm like, Lord, my kids, they just going to be, they ain't going to be hitting on nothing because they ain't getting home cooked meals seven days <laughs> yeah. a week. And then I be like, girl, shut up. Girl, it is not, listen, they're going to make it. Like, I tell myself all the time, like, today is going to be eat out day. Matter of fact, tomorrow is food. <laughs> and probably the next day. I'm just not a fan of cooking. I'll cook sometimes. Um, it's it. just not my favorite thing to do unless it's the only thing I right. have to do. Like, getting off from work. Yeah. Cooking. Like, I can really enjoy it if I know I don't have nothing if to do. If you don't have nothing day. to do, like a good Saturday that yeah. I don't have nothing to do. Like, I will sit in the kitchen and cook all day. Mm-hmm. But if it's, like I said, you get max one activity out of me. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everybody needs to find their norm. Right. Everybody is stuck on what traditions or what they use, you know, what other people are telling them or taking somebody else's life. Because you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what they Maybe do behind it's the scenes. It's you're 2022. Gonna get what you you're going to get what you get in these streets, okay? Um, and I'm going to make it work for me and mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? But. I just really, really, really want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for having you me. Know, you, you know it's always a pleasure. Again, tell us how do we buy books from Books and Crannies? How do we follow you? How do we hit you up? Okay, so go to www.booksandcrannies.com. Um, you can pretty much order any book from my website, and shipping is really quick and easy, hassle-free. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as books in the letter N crannies VA underscore. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well as books and crannies VA. Um, and yeah, I'm in Uptown Martinsville too. So if you local stop by and see me, we're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 6 and Saturday from 10 to 4. All righty, all righty. That is another episode of Girl Mind Your Business. Thanks and we are out. Me. Thank you. Aw, that's really cute.